You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network. We are continuing our ongoing coverage of Nip Tucker into Season 3, Episode 9, Hannah Tedesco. First came out on the 15th of November, 2005. Um, just to date this episode completely, it's actually the 15th of November today. So this this episode came out exactly 12 years ago today. Um uh, yeah, anyway, uh, my name's Nick, and um, that's not accurate. Um, you didn't come six times. It was seven. Uh, and my name is Ben, and don't be such a flirty bitch, and we won't have a problem. <laughs> I hear that a lot. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I normally don't like to uh, timestamp this, because I like to think that our podcasts are ageless, but it's always quite interesting to think about, you know, that this show, um, you, you know, is 12 years old, and um, we talk a lot about how it's... it's reasonably timeless you know like there is apart from the odd shot of a cell phone you know you could this could be set kind of any time you know it could still be now and you probably wouldn't really notice the difference all that much um yeah and this is probably one of those ones where potentially it's not because we've got this whole storyline which is about facial transplants which obviously are now a thing you know they've they've done this now um which at the time had never been done before um and i think that the show doesn't actually play that up all that much you know this is supposed to be like groundbreaking first time it's ever been done and you know you think that the kind of media component of this would be a bit more but more of the story than it is but it kind of really isn't yeah i i'm glad you brought that up because there's definitely elements of this episode where i for sure I uh, was going to point out that there should have been so much more media attention um, on this. And it's actually kind of interesting because this episode, I, mean, I think it's fine to sort of date an episode when it's kind of the rare occasion we're recording an episode on the day it actually aired. Uh, so, like, you know, happy anniversary uh, to to this episode. But um, it's interesting. Just I've looked up here face, facial transplant, and I know we kind of loosely talked about this back when we had that Merrill episode. Um, but the f- actual first partial transplant of a face was actually done in 2005. That's a partial transplant. Uh, and the yeah. first full facial transplant uh, was completed uh, in 2010. So, um, yeah, I kind of think that's kind of interesting. But, yeah, like, definitely the media element to this would be such more of a bigger deal, particularly if it's in America, let's be honest. Um, and yeah, we, yeah. we kind of had that with Rosen Raven Rosenberg a couple of, you know, last season. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I, I agree with that. Agree with that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, we kicked right off into this episode with the obviously the the two mothers that are involved in this. So Hannah Tedesco's mother is there, and and you know, um, basically saying that she was um, you know disfigured in a, in a carnival ride, which is a bit of an Ouch. interesting backstory, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an interesting way to go. Instead of going for the car crash, they go for something that's quite evocative. I think you kind of we can all kind of imagine what that might have looked like, you know. Um, so I think that's quite a clever little bit of writing that they've actually made that quite. Yeah, you you do think about what that might have been like, um, and either um, the the mother of um, what's what's the other girl called? I should have had that written down, and I don't have that. But um, uh, yeah, uh, Jenny. it's not really Jenny, but I. <laughs> Sorry, as always, we're, um, yeah, we're 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 well on top of things. But anyway, her her daughter has type one diabetes, has gone into a coma, and you know there's no charges coming out of it. So, um, basically, between the two of them, they would like to um, donate her her face to um, Hannah, 
um, and they're a perfect match, and they're just looking for somebody that's that's you know basically bold enough to take on the surgery, I suppose. And we all know exactly what you know because we've been developing this ongoing tension between Christian and Quentin for some time now. We know exactly where the story's going, don't we? And I guess that's probably one of the things I'm going to pick out about this episode that's annoying is that this feels like it's not a it's not a culmination, it's not a continuer. It's just like another episode of the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um, that you know. Quentin wants to go and do something crazy, and um, Christian's against it. And yeah, I'm I'm not sure that we get a whole lot more out of it than than that dynamic, really. And there's no reason why Quentin uh, Christian should be against this. Why? Like, like Quentin's so right in this episode. Like, you used to be at the forefront of you know medical procedures, and he, they bring up the the conjoined twin surgery from like you know a, a year ago, and it's kind of like. They should be jumping down everybody's throats to do this. What's happened to Christian? That like he's yeah. kind of shied away from all of this sort of stuff. And um yeah, it's just I just don't understand why Christian is skeptical of doing this. So yeah. it just makes and well, I agree, I yeah, probably, with what you say. Yeah, I think probably the one thing that this is really missing is what happens if this transplant goes wrong? Like what happens to Hannah? If they put a new face on her and it doesn't take, which spoiler alert is exactly what happens, is like what what happens? Like they take it off and is her face worse afterwards? Like it would be nice to get a bit of a, an idea on what the risks are here, because to me, if I'm Hannah's mother, well, there is no risk because she's already in a terrible situation. So you know, putting this face on her, if it if it doesn't work out well, it was better than not trying at all. And I think there's probably a bit of a bigger storyline that, you know, maybe, she, you know, if, if this doesn't work out, then this is going to be really, really bad for, um, you, you know, for Hannah. And so we, we don't get that. Is it kind of implied, though? I think, I swear there's a bit in this episode where they say something like, oh, we've got nothing to lose, you know, the other girl's dead already, and if this doesn't work, then okay, fair enough. I, I swear that's mentioned at some point that, like, if this doesn't work, they're not losing anything because her face is already so deformed, if you know what I mean. So... Uh, I, yeah. I just I feel there's something mentioned about that in the episode, hence to why they can just go ahead and do this. Because I mean, I guess it's kind of right. Like her face is kind of already as bad as it is. Even if they've got to take some dead bits off and this doesn't work, then I guess they just sew her up a little bit more and put a paper bag in her head. I, I don't know. Like maybe not that Ben. That's a bit mean. But like, yeah, I I, I don't know. Well, I mean, that storyline's coming. Um, but, <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stay, stay tuned for more. Okay. Um, Can we yeah, get so to I that mean, episode already? I like that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's going to be fun. I, I can't wait to get there, actually. That's like um, epic Dick Christian episode. That is that is the King Dick Christian episode of Nip Tuck. Stay tuned. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes it's good. Yeah, it's good. It, it's, worth, it's worth getting through some of this, let's be honest, tripe. Um, in, in order to to see that fun stuff at the other side, so you know, looking forward to that totally. Um, but yeah, so I mean, obviously, we we get this whole story. These two mothers are there. Um, it's kind of really emotional stuff, um, and yeah, and and so we're kind of left hanging in terms of you know, Christian doesn't want to do it because he's got ethical concerns about it. Um, and, and you know, that's kind of where we leave this. You know, like it, it's a little bit kind of you know we're unsure of things as we kind of leave the story and, and head to one that's a lot less interesting. <laughs> I just I just have to put this again. What happened to Christian? Like, his friend... What's what's um the reporter's name? And, and um... Oh, Hall. Um, you know, the, she was in a few episodes ago. Oh, I've gone blank on her name. Um, but, like, you know, he's sleeping with prostitutes... Uh, prostitutes, he does that too. He's sleeping with TV reporters. Um, 
to, you know, get his story out, you know, an episode, a season ago, uh, you know, he's like, um, you know, hooking up with her again, sort of, to get the Carver thing out. Like, I just don't understand why Christian has just become so prudish when it comes to attention. Like, it's not like this is a gradual build-up to Christian being this way, because I know we've kind of talked over the, the these episodes about how there are so many elements where kind of Christian becomes Sean and Sean becomes Christian, and we get that throughout this series, but, like, it's just so sudden that this happens, because, again, we're only, what, three episodes off Frank and Laura, where he's ready to go off, and, I mean, is this just, again, kind of as you pointed out last episode, it just comes down to he doesn't like Quinton, so I'm just going to go negative against everything that Quinton says. I mean, if this is if this is a Sean and Christian episode, is he going to be all for it, let's go off and sell this off to, uh, you know, everybody? So I just don't get what's happened to Christian, where all of a sudden he's just so media shy and, oh, no, we shouldn't do this. Like, really? Like, why? Yeah, yeah, it's just totally weird. I think I don't think we ever really get. And like, you know, I think I talked in the last episode about. I think a lot of this just comes back to Christian doesn't like Quentin, so he's going to just argue with everything. I'm not sure that I really buy that Christian is, you know, like morally conflicted about what they're doing. That that doesn't feel like what's happening here. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're totally right. It's just what's happened. We never really get the conclusion to that story. You know, it's just. He's just a, he's just a bit of a dick, and he's just being the Sean, and and yeah, he's kind of stepping into Sean's role while Sean's not there. Really, that's all it is. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, um, then we you know after the credits, we kind of head into um, the, the, another really weird scene where you know basically um, Sean's now confronting Nikki about you know did she kill her husband and she talks about it being self-defense and he more or less buys that I guess because they end up making out I, I'd like to know where Austin is during all of this you know this kid who can't stay away from Sean because he idolises him and all of a sudden um, he, he's no Sean's track record of disappearing kids up. is clearly living up to his reputation <laughs> yeah it does kind of worry me a little bit um, yeah so, I mean, I don't know if you want to add anything to this this, this scene, but, you know, I mean, would you agree that it's totally weird? I mean, it, it ends up with him accusing her of being a cold-blooded murderer and then fucking. So, um, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, I, it's this whole storyline again. Um, so, yeah, I, I've just written here, no chemistry. Sean is an angry kisser. Take me back to bed. yeah it's just i mean this whole thing would like because the whole time i'm just and maybe that's just me being weird but all i can think about during this whole scene is where's austin like surely he's just going to walk in on this at any moment and it doesn't make any any sense does it no none and it's just like this is kind of what i was saying last episode about how we we never even really get an inkling in terms of who's telling the truth she kind of gives a story here of self-defense but um, what Agent Sagamore, Bob, whatever his name is, you know, he was saying that an episode ago she did this in cold blood. Like it's kind of oh, who we meant to. Be? And again, Sean's just thinking with his dick. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Let's fuck. Like I mean, it's just kind of like you know, what if she's telling the truth? Uh, like, what if he's telling the truth and she's lying? You know, like is she about yeah. to slip a roofie in your orange juice when she's giving a great spiel about oh, what smells better, late afternoon thunderstorm or early morning coffee? Like, her accent just changes. Um, so, yeah, it's nah, it's just this whole storyline. Is it over yet? 
Um, it will be very soon, thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are we are coming to an end to this, and um, I mean, what really upsets me is that you know, I mean, we, we you and I kind of go backwards and forwards about are you a Sean man or are you a Christian man? I mean, I absolutely love Christian. I think he, you know he has a lot of fun in his scenes, but I think the show is really grounded through Sean. You know, he is the normal one. Um, yeah, most of the time, anyway. And you know, I, I I really like Sean's scenes. I think he's a this guy. You know, he's a great actor, um, and you know he does some great stuff with this character in terms of changing who he is. And um, and, and I just I hate it when he gets these kind of story arcs because it just it really upsets me because it's just not putting him to good use. So I'm glad that we're going to be almost through with that. That's that's exciting me. I've got to say. Oh, me too. <laughs> so anyway we kind of we can move on because yeah we're unfortunately we're going to come back well unfortunately unfortunately because we're going to close it out um but yeah and then we sort of we, we come back and and you know we obviously get this whole thing with um you know quentin's trying to uh, to get the, the media build up so this is the bit where we do get it and um this is my my you know quote from the start of the episode where he's obviously he's, he's pulling a bit of a christian um doing that you know sleeping with with um <laughs> and i do like his whole thing of like he's talking to her on the phone and he's in like the jerk off motion with his hand yeah. it's like <laughs> it's so funny but basically he's trying to get the, the media interested by sleeping with him about the story which i'm not sure he really needed to do that i'm pretty sure that uh, that they're going to be interested anyway oh for sure i mean this is again the world's first facial transplant like this just sells itself like, you know, yeah. like, why does he need to have sex with ambiguous Chris? Um, yeah. You know, like, I mean, yeah. this is just ridiculous. Like, are the media that dumb in Miami too? Like, just everybody yeah, yeah, exactly. dumb? The, yeah. the law enforcement, the media? Like, I mean, come on. The world's first face transplant surgery? This is huge news. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And I do other things like, is Chris a girl or a boy? And it's like, she's a girl, but she's got a mustache problem, so I just pretend she's a boy when I'm banging her in the ass. It's like, yeah, he is totally becoming the Christian, isn't he? Like, it's, you know, he's, he's having those lines. So it is really, it's interesting in some ways. But um, I don't know if you noticed, like, it's one of those things that I keep trying to, like, point out, but Christian looks, like, really tired in these things. Like, they've just kind of made his hair look a bit messier, and he just looks, like, exhausted by dealing with this jackass, you know? And I, I, I don't know if that's a deliberate thing they've done or whether it just happens to be a coincidence. I think it probably is just a coincidence, but yeah. I do kind of notice that, is that he just looks like he's just exhausted and sick of dealing with this shit, basically. Yeah, I Which, agree. Hey, Christian, Christian, I know how you're feeling. I think it just comes down to, again, kind of what I said a few episodes ago about, like, when Sean and Christian aren't together, you notice. And, like, I think that's probably kind of what it is, too. And we, we kind of get a bit of an implication of that, I guess, this episode when he's sort of fantasizing that Sean's doing a surgery with him. Um, so I kind of think that, yeah, you lose a bit of Christian when Sean's not there. Um, and, you know, we get some classic Christian in this episode, thank God. But, um, yeah, there's just still... I, I noticed that, too. He just... I mean, kind of, I don't say bored, but he just kind of... There's something missing there uh, from him. But the one thing that I pointed out here, which kind of, you know, going over what's happened to Christian... The real, like, you know, knife in everything here with this whole situation, when Christian says something, I haven't written down the quote word for word here, but he says something about how, like, oh, it's never been, um, you know, this practice or something like that where we exploit a surgery for publicity. Yes, you have! Like, where's yeah, Christian yeah. saying this from? It's kind of sort of like a couple yeah. episodes ago when he's like, oh, no, we don't want to take the money. It's not about the money. It is Christian! Like, I mean, this is you. This is what you do. Like, I've literally written here in large capital letters, yes, it has! Like, about being exploiting the surgery. So, 
Uh, I, I reckon Ryan Murphy's just gone on holiday in the middle of this season. Uh, I think he's just gone and started writing glee at this point. So yeah. Andrea um, Hall is who we're thinking of. Andrea Hall, thank you. I knew it was a Hall or something like that. Yeah, but um, I didn't even have to look that up. I just remembered that. It just clicked. Just, I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm slightly impressed with myself well that done. I managed to remember that. Good job. Yeah, um, all it took me was mentioning yeah, Ryan yeah. Murphy, and it was in the brain. Like he's a smart yeah, man. Totally. He makes yeah. us smart. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then we get into this whole thing with Mrs. Eubanks. Um, and, you know, like, as you say, kind of reasonably plain looking lady who's, um, whose husband is sick of her. And so she wants to look like Kimber. And this just kind of sparks off this kind of mini storyline here where, you know, Christian kind of wants Kimber to get out of the porn business that, um, you know, if he's going to marry her, he doesn't want somebody who's in porn. And, um, you know, to me, I think this is actually quite an interesting little plot point. Um, that you know we kind of get a little bit because the whole thing is is that they've played Kimber up as being completely docile and just doing whatever Christian says and and here they actually go for it a little bit in terms of you know making her um, you know like she's going to stand up to him a little bit at least in the beginning and I think that that makes for quite an interesting little story arc here I don't know what you think of this this whole thing that kind of comes out of this this character but I actually kind of like it it is it, to me it's a little bit interesting yeah no I agree and it's kind of I like it too because like it's kind of interesting sort of the parallels in sort of like with the Julia stuff, how they're making her into like this strong, you know, independent woman. But with Kimber, like she has become a strong independent woman, but she's also so reliant on Christian. And I think kind of the difference between Kimber and Julia is that Kimber is the type of person that kind of needs, I say Julian, Christian. Um, <laughs> Julie, I don't know what I'm saying right now. These, these episodes do this to me. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that kind of Kimber is the type of person that needs to rely on Christian. So it's kind of, it's interesting the sort of the, you know, the conflict between her career and when she was doing that without Christian, now that she's involved in Christian. So yeah, I kind of like this storyline. It's kind of fun. And, you know, as I said, it brings back classic Christian. Um, and obviously, like, the thing kind of with their engagement, they've been engaged for, what, two episodes? Again, we know, never know the time frame here on Nip Tuck. Um, the next episode is the wedding episode. So, kind yeah. of like, it sort of just skips along pretty quickly. But I, I still kind of think it works in, in some aspects, you know. I mean, obviously, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the next episode at the end of this episode, and I, I quite like the wedding episode. Um, but, yeah, it's it's... I like it. It's kind of, it's a random storyline. Um, but, you know, this, I just kind of like it when Christian gets involved with sort of plainish looking women, which obviously we'll get to Paper Bag Girl in a few episodes of time. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like it. I just kind of, I like this weird sort of storyline. It's To me, this is sort of classic nip tuck with what we sort of get with this storyline. Yeah, and I, I mean, I can't quite put my finger on what it is, but I just like Kimber more than I like Julia. Um, and uh, whether I'm just trying to drive the knife in here a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I just I, I'm more interested in what Kimber's got going on and her storylines. Just yeah, they, they interest me, whereas Julia's don't. Um, and you know, so I'm I'm quite engaged with this stuff, and I think that they actually they take a few risks with Kimber's character, and it always feels like they play quite safe with Julia. They never really, well, not in the beginning anyway. They don't really take Julia to too many places that you wouldn't expect um yeah so i mean it's um it's it's interesting to kind of see where this goes because obviously the the christian um kimber stuff is going to be quite heavy in the next few episodes so it's definitely something they're building up but uh yeah i mean we kind of get this whole story that um she wants to get surgery look like kimber and um yeah he's he's not having it basically is it i mean he's um he's he's not into doing that surgery it freaks him out um i don't know if there's anything else it is weird how she sells it 
about like, you know, oh, yeah, my husband is having sex with your fiancé. Oh, can we just back up to that part about your husband screwing my fiancé? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it's totally weird. Um, but yeah, and so we kind of come out of that and um, we, we go into the scene of, um, you know, Sean throwing the throwing the baseball with Austin at the park. And, you know, it, it starts off as this, this kind of scene and then all of a sudden it turns into a thing about glory holes. So, you know, I didn't realize we were going to go there quite so quickly, but which is pretty funny, you've got to admit. It's <laughs> the whole thing is like, I, I never thought you'd get away from that kid. It's just, like, it's just so weird, eh? The one thing I will say, which I actually forgot about this episode, is kind of the payoff with this random guy because... Because I kind of forgot that, like, spoiler alert, this guy actually is a guy at the end. So, like, clearly this guy is there stalking them. But he kind of has a good way of getting out of it. Uh, This guy here, John Sklaroff, who just looks creepy. I mean, he was in 24, of course he was. Um, And, like, he's been in, you know, lots of shows. Again, one of these kind of every actors who you just see his face straight away and you know because he's just got such a a distinguishable look about him. Um, Well, you know who he looks like? He looks like... He looks like um, homeless Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Uh, that's what he. That's what he has in his um, like his uh, mug shots for for roles. It's like, are you looking for homeless Bradley Cooper? I'm your man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Which, which, yeah. let's be honest, uh, Bradley Cooper actually is in Nip Tuck, sort of pre-fame. Bradley Cooper is a major character for a large part of season five. So. Glad you brought up Bradley Cooper. Um, but yeah, like, this whole sequence, again, it's just like, by this stage now, the FBI know where they are. Why are they letting them go out and have family picnics? No wonder what happens to her at the end of this episode happens. Because, like, yeah, they're yeah. terrible at their job. Why are they allowed to do this? Um, so, yeah, it is, like, it's just a weird sort of, you know, you gave me the glory hole sign. What is the glory hole sign, Nick? <laughs> I don't know yeah, why I'm asking I don't you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, don't, I, I, I can honestly say I, I have no experience with glory holes, and, and I hope to keep it that way. Um, yeah, like, I, yeah, it's just the way it's creepily played off. Um, but, you know, I do like his line, like my sort of one. I mean, don't be such a flirty bitch and we won't have a problem. Sean, you know, <laughs> his anger management classes are clearly working because he just decks this guy. He's like, quick, run, yeah. we're going to go. Um, so, you know, he's Sean's famous temper. No wonder Annie's yeah. off in obscurity. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, they were, yeah, that's the thing is like, we got, you know, because we, we had that scene not that long ago, which was the whole thing around, um, you know, his, his anger and, and hitting Matt and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, and the, the, the child services completely overblew it. But, you know, he has got anger issues, this guy. And it's something that we kind of like, it, it kind of gets glossed over. Like, you know, even even earlier in this episode, I'm talking about, you know, that, I, that Sean's the grounded character and I really like him. But he does have some pretty significant anger issues and um, he's quick to lash out, which is something we should probably try and keep in the back of our minds while we're watching this stuff. <laughs> I mean... And he's just being taken away by those dick social workers. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's where she is. <laughs> yeah, poor old, poor, poor old Annie. God. Like, yeah. again, we're going to get to that sort of random moment with her this episode, but um, she's still not in it. I, I Keep talking, Nick. I need to find out when we're getting our Annie fix next. We're just, it's been too long. It's been like, what, well, five we, episodes well, since we've had her? <laughs> Well, while while we do that, we can we can talk about you know as we go into the the facial surgery and um, yes, it, 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 
starts off um, with, <laughs> and I still haven't got her name down. This is terrible. Um, the, the girl who dies in this episode. Um, obviously, I, don't, you know, I, don't, I can't up. find a name either. Just random um, girl. Yeah, I think it's uh, um, the, the is the mother Mrs. Manning. Is I think I think that rings a bell. Uh, um, yes, Alana Manning. Alana Manning. Yep. Yeah. So, but we I don't think the the daughter's in here. Um, well, they probably mentioned her name once, and as usual, we've we've done our research fully. Alana Manning Junior. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Totally. That sounds that sounds about right. Let's just go um, back to Jenny. Everyone's Jenny. <laughs> Everyone, everyone you know, can be you know here's a tangent for you, Nick. You know where that comes from? That's um our Survivor days. That's the One World episode where Colton's talking about um, Tarzan being dumb. It's like, I have to keep telling her him to write down uh, Christina, Christina. For all I know, we're going to get to Tribal Council and he's going to write down Jenny or someone. <laughs> so that's our go-to name now, Jenny. Right, okay. Oh, well, we can work with that. I'm pretty sure that that's okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, it's um, anyway. So the scene starts off with Alana, and she's um, basically turns off the machine, and, and her daughter dies. And you know, these doctors are, are standing there, and they have to be there because they're going to go straight away going into taking her face off, which is a horrible thing to think about. You know, that her mother's just turned off this machine, and you know, she's watching her daughter officially die. And these doctors are, are ready there to harvest bits of her, which is you know, pretty horrible. And, and you know, what's happening in the background here is that Quentin's high and um, looking at his watch every five seconds and, you know, Christian basically takes him into the hallway and really rip his head off, which, <laughs> yeah, I think it's... Uh, the thing to me is that this all comes down to, like we talked about last episode, that, oh, you know, Quentin's on drugs, which is what's explaining all this kind of behaviour, but no, couldn't have we just made this that Quentin's an asshole? Like, why do we have to bring the drug side of it in here? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just the long-going thing here to bring Sean back into it in many ways, isn't it? But, um, yeah, I don't get And, like, why all of a sudden has it become so bad? Like, at what point have we ever seen Quinton struggling with his drug addiction? You know, why all of a sudden is he, like, you know, sniffing a little bit more of the coke um, and getting all sweaty in the surgery? Um, so, yeah, it's... Eh, I don't... Yeah, whatever. And this, um, just quickly, before I forget, Annie doesn't appear for another four fucking episodes. So, um, there we go. Just had to scream about that out loud. But, um, anyway, I'm thinking of Annie right now. That sounds a bit inappropriate, but you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you think about the actual facial surgery itself? I think it's... I think it's pretty good. Like, it's, it's done pretty well. Um, although, you know, like you do have to wonder, like Christian's got all these kind of moral concerns and, you know, he's quite clearly can see that, that Quentin's high and yet he lets him take half the job here of, you know, cutting this girl's face off, which seems like surely you would kind of be saying to him in that situation of, you know, like, I, you can't do this. You're going to have to let me do it. You know, I, I don't know. It just seems like kind of a weird thing that Christian's just like, oh yeah, well, you know, you're yeah. high, but why not? And we'll just let you rip somebody's face off. And, and we obviously have this little scene where he, um, yeah, he's he's kind of imagining that it's Sean, um, and because this is what we're starting to build back to is that these two guys need to come back together now, and so Sean's little storyline's finishing off here, and Christian's realizing that he you know he wants to work with Sean, and, and we're going to get into that more as this whole this whole episode plays out, but it's starting to build here, and yeah, I think it's it's. It's done well here because this could be like a really creepy scene where they're peeling this girl's face off, but it, it never really comes out that way. And just the whole thing here to kind of... We obviously did cover face off uh, a few months back on uh, here on the Oz Network, and it just keeps reminding me of Nicolas Cage. You want to take his face off? Face off. Like, just that scene where they keep saying it back and forth. Oh, I love Nicolas Cage. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's, I agree with everything you say there, and it's kind of... 
Um, <laughs> if only Sean would leave his job to come back to this. Oh, please don't end the storyline with Sean and the FBI. Um, but yeah, it's like a nice little sweet moment when he's thinking of, um, of Sean and, I mean, it's kind of like, this also reminds me, I need to remember the episode name where Meryl's like trying to steal Christian's face and kind of like, you know, we've got the, the purple texture getting drawn on here and they kind of meet down at the bottom and just kind of how it's done. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a gruesome sort of surgery, but at the same time, it's kind of like, it is very well done the way they kind of do it. And again, sort of going back in a way to sort of our classic nip tuck surgery scenes, which sort of have been missing for some time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I I I agree with everything you say. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's competent. It's not one of those ones that's um, amazing, and I think you're going to think about it afterwards. We've had a couple of them already this this season. Um, this isn't really one of them, but it's also not awful either. I think it, you know it's good. Um, and then we we move back to Sean's place, and and Nikki's Yay. trying to talk into leaving with him, uh, with her. And um, yeah, I mean, the sooner we can get Nikki off the scene, the better. I think, but. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, there's absolutely no way that that Sean would would take this on. I mean, th- this story just hasn't been sold right. But I think if you were really going to believe that Sean was willing to throw his entire life away, never see his kids again, um, then you know you would need more than three episodes with these these two characters. I mean, I'm not for a moment suggesting I want to see more of these two idiots, but, you know, the rea- <laughs> the reality is, is like, the storyline is completely unbelievable over three episodes, isn't it? Yeah. Una Wentworth is the episode from last season, by the way, that I keep referencing with um, Joey Slotnick, uh, Meryl. Uh, yeah, completely agree. Uh, and, like, this is the dumbness of Sean, the dumbness of Nikki here. Like, I, I don't know if I'm... Like, this is a woman who had issues in the past with trusting men. And she's straight away into like, oh, yeah, you can run away with this. Let's have happy families. Like, um, and just even kind of the forced line when it's like, you disappear, I already have. Like, it's just, oh, it's just so forced. And again, it's kind of like, we get it, the whole transformation of Sean, he's lost everything. Oh, poor Sean. But like, at the same time, like, again, as you said, is he willing to walk out on everything? Okay, him and Matt, bit of a, you know, shitty situation. He still loves Matt as we kind of saw a little bit last episode, even when Matt's being a dick. Julia, eh, will they, won't they? He still loves Christian, we know that, even though he thought he was a murderer. Um, like, Annie, I mean, sure, he remembers he's got one, but whenever he realises it, he loves her. So, like, you know, why is he, like, he really is thinking with his dick, and kind of, like, we'll get more of this with Sean this episode about how dumb he is to realise the extent of what he's got to go to. You honestly thought you were still going to be a surgeon when you move off to New Mexico or Hawaii or wherever you're going without snow? Like, yeah, I just... Yeah, uh... it's just dumb on so many levels. It's just just so dumb. And it's just, it's really hard to kind of justify any of the storyline because, I mean, this is what we talked about a couple of episodes ago about is the storyline even worth it? You know, it's three episodes. You know, we we spend so much time on it with really nothing happening. I mean, the short short change. No, yeah. The way it ends, we don't fully know what happens. And it's not like the next episode we get Sean sitting around drinking a beer depressed because dear old Anne Hage buggered off. It's never mentioned yeah. again. So, like, it's yeah, well, I've got, I've got a real problem with the how it ends, but we'll, we'll get there when we get there. I think, you know, just none of this is working for me, and I can't get out of that scene soon enough, which, you know, it's, well, let's do that. Let's keep moving on. And, you know, so we get back to Christian, and you know, Christian comes in, he says, I'm tired, and we need to have a talk. Um, and then he realises that, you know, we get this whole storyline where, 
um, Mrs. Eubanks has obviously gone and, and spoken to Kimber about, oh, I don't need surgery, I just need a Kimber makeover. Um, and, oh, this is creepy. I mean, it, it's fun. It is really fun. But it is super creepy, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, I just kind of like the way it's played when he kind of walks in. He's like, yeah, we need to talk. And then there's Kimber in the bedroom. He's like, who's there? Um, and then it's kind of Mrs. Eubanks. Uh, I mean, the one thing I will say is I kind of think this makes this storyline a little bit fun. And I kind of said, like, how I like Christian with, I guess, average-looking women. But I kind of do like how they go this route with, like, an average-looking woman. And not they don't just get, like, another blonde bombshell who could easily pass off as Kimber, you know what I mean? And, oh, clearly he's going to fuck her because she's just as hot as Kimber. Like, I like how they kind of go for this average housewife. Um, yeah, and it's just, yeah. it's just a fun little sort of thing. And yeah, it's creepy as fuck, but like, I do kind of like Christian explain when he kicks her out and sort of, he's talking about having his mold of a cock and throw it around South Beach. But I, I quickly did a bit of math here, Nick, when, um, you know, it was my calculator. I'm not that smart, but, um, when he's talking about how, how many dolls are out there, 1238, which is $800 in my pocket every time. So according to this, Kimber has made $990,400 of selling herself as a doll. I need to make myself as a doll. Not that I would sell that many <laughs> copies, but, like, still. She's made basically a million bucks from selling a model of herself. Jesus Christ, what it must be like to be hot. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. It's, it's good when you start putting the numbers together. And, I mean, clearly we know how good the doll is. I mean, Sean gave us a, a first-hand <laughs> of, of exactly what that's like. So, you know, especially Literally. after you've been... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I mean that's it's all a really fun scene, and and I do really enjoy it. And this kind of gets us into the whole thing where Christian's saying, you know, it's either it's porn or 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 it's me. You know, there's no wedding until you decide to give it up. So, you know, it's kind of this ultimatum, and it's kind of fun to see Christian do this because he is a bit of an asshole, and it's nice to see him kind of get back to his asshole ways. Because yeah, I think we've spent a lot of time with him being kind of this moral centre, and it's nice to kind of get back to. Um, him being a jerk it's who Christian should be in my opinion which is you know it's like a it's a it's a weird kind of thing because it's kind of you can imagine Christian being like this and sort of in a situation like this and it's I mean it's spoiler it's the only time we're ever going to kind of see Christian getting married oh sort of oh no actually it's not sadly Hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) we'll get to that Uh, but um, you kind of do see Christian as kind of this person who and it's and again, like it's really a man thing as well. That kind of for men, I guess it's like, oh, it's okay for us to sleep around and do whatever. Who cares about my number? But I'm weirded out by the fact that you go off and have sex with other people. You're in porn and you've got a doll out there which people are fucking. Like that's such a man thing. It's kind of like a a doubly standard kind of issue where it's you know it's not okay for women to go out and do things, but it's okay for me as a man to do it. And like I feel weird saying that because I'm usually the one trying to defend men. Uh, but like yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's a very man thing that you would see, particularly from someone like Christian. Of no, you can't do porn and get rid of the doll, and you can't go do anything off like this. So um, yeah, I, I think it plays well into Christian's character that he gives her this ultimatum. Yeah, I think so. And I, yeah, it just it gets us back to who I think this character is. And I, I think what I'm really, the, the big positive I'm taking out of this episode is that we're, it is a bit of a reset. We're, we're starting to get back to who these characters really are. Um, and I think one of the things I was really looking forward to in this season was seeing how Quentin played off against these two guys in the one office. And we haven't actually had a lot of time to do that. Um, so, you know, maybe we're going to get back to that in the, in the second half of this, the season, as we can start talking about that stuff a little bit more. Um, Cause I, you know, I want those three guys all interacting a little bit more really. And we will, there are, there are definitely some stuff moving forward with them um, that we will get, but 
you know, and as kind of I mentioned a few episodes in a row here, I mean, Quinton gets some meaty stuff moving forward. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get a bit more of them to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and yeah, so we come back to the scene where you know Sean's packing up his his life, and yes, yeah, the picture of Annie obviously is uh, <laughs> they get packed into the box. <laughs> just where Annie is. <laughs> it's not just in the box. It's where Annie is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Took this on a yeah. birthday. Beautiful daughter. She's nine. Oh, we planned a surprise party. How do you know all this? You don't even know you have a daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I oh, know he loves planning parties. Um, apparently, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but no, and so then we kind of get um, you know Chris, Christian shows up and um, is trying to pull Sean in to help with the the facial transplant stuff in an hour. Like yeah. you know this is this is like you know the world first, never been done before, and we we know that uh, at least Sean likes to um, do some good research before he goes into these first time operations. <laughs> um, but no, we want you to just come in and, and um, tag team in with us um, with an hour's notice. And let's also point out a few things here again. This is a huge story. Sean surely has seen this on the news. And also, like, this is a weird thing, but, like, we kind of haven't really mentioned much about Quinton. Remember Quinton was brought into this because he was, like, the leading facial surgeon in all of the East Coast or the Southeast of the US? Like, is that maybe the reason why Christian kind of lets him go when he's a bit high on drugs because he's still so good at facial transplants? Like, or facial surgery? Like, but, I mean, at the end of the day, this is his speciality that just gets forgotten about. This is what Quinton does. He's a face surgeon. So, like, oh, Sean, by the way, can we have you? Like, you know, I mean, Christian was kicked out of um, Matt's surgery because he was a face surgeon and Christian doesn't know shit. So, why wasn't this done in the first place? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It kind of makes no sense, really, does it? Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, so we end up with this this um, kind of discussion going on and, you know, basically you know, um, Christian spills the beans that Quentin's high and, um, you know, I need you in surgery and yada, yada, yada. And anyway, you know, it ends up with, you know, I'm not really sure there's too much more to say, you know. like This, just, is, so, you know, this we, is just this season now in general. Yada, 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 shit happens. <laughs> yeah, well, I think... Look, I'm, I'm positive now because I think we're starting to get to the point where we, I think we're about to start getting into some better stuff. Um, the, it's not going to be a straight line. Don't get me wrong. The next two think, episodes, yeah. yes. The one after that, no. <laughs> but, then, but, but then we're on the start of the, the home stretch. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But but I think that you know, and any time where you're going to get Sean back in surgery, I think I'm excited about that. You know, I think that this is starting to feel like what the show is. Um, we're getting back to what it should be, and so yeah, no, I'm I'm actually happy about this because I think we're starting to get, and and I do I do like that we let's face it, we are now in a situation where. Um, it, it's starting to become Christian and Sean versus Quentin. Like Quentin is now pretty much the asshole. He's the enemy, and and that's fun. Like we've actually set the parameters of that a lot more now. And you know, Quentin's basically moved into being the bad guy, hasn't he? So that's yeah. fun. Yeah, I mean, there's a few yeah. little fun moments here. I kind of like when um they're both confronting Quentin, and he's like, oh, you know, don't pull rank on me and all this sort of stuff. And then he's like, you know, talking about the drugs, and he's like, hold out your hand. Why? So you can smack it. Uh, I'm just like, I kind of like that. And then he's like, oh, you can even pick out the music, and he picks some weird song. My question here is, why the hell is Liz there? This is never explained. Like, oh, Liz is back. Like, I mean, this might be a simple case of uh, it was a deleted scene that was kind of, they couldn't fit in the episode. Like, here's, uh, you know, Liz kind of one-off surgery, kind of like what he does with Sean. And, like, kind of you pointed out a couple episodes ago with this, like, this is an hour episode. This is 55 minutes without ads. So this is kind of an extended episode compared to what we've kind of been used to. So, I mean, 
they've already added enough in this as it is. But, you know, it's just kind of like Liz randomly is back. Um, and like, I've written here, I don't know if this is mean or not. She's a fictional character, it's not mean. Um, when they're, like, doing the surgery on this poor girl, does she not look like a steam dim sim? <laughs> like, her face is like... <laughs> it just looks a little bit, you know, maybe what a dim sim. <laughs> like, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Facial transplant scenes make Ben hungry. Yes, uh, never, never put me to hospitals, people. I just want dim sims. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I, I think probably the thing I, I, I do really enjoy this, um, but it does go on a little bit long. You know, I kind of oh, want it's to a very this. long one. It is like the longest uh, surgery scene I think we've had in a long time. Oh no, I'm actually thinking the the, the pre surgery stuff. You know, oh right, before- right. Like it kind of goes on a long time, but yeah, no, it is a long surgery scene, and um, again, I think it is it, it's really impactful. You know, I think they do a good job of, of you know kind of making this look real. I think they sell the the kind of length of the surgery. You know, that it is re- it's an exhaustive surgery, um, an exhausting surgery, and I think that they do a really good job of selling just how massive this is. Um, yeah, so I think I think it's done really well. I still think that if this was actually happening, you would have a way bigger team. You probably wouldn't be doing it at a private, you know, plastic surgery um, in in Miami. You'd probably this is one of the ones would be like the the Ra- the Ravenberg Rosen Raven Rib there those guys. Um, you know, it would be in a university or you know like a major hospital. It wouldn't just be happening at you know the local plastic surgeons. Um, but whatever, you know, I think it, I think it is a really good scene, and I think they do kind of sell it really well. There'd be so much media around this, uh, you know. They'd be filming it. There would just be so much going on here with that. But um, yeah, I agree with all that sort of stuff, and kind of I like sort of the closing out here when they're kind of like, "Go home and have a shower, Quinton. We need to have a bromantic moment." Um, to which Sean, you know, that's the most fun I've had in a while. Clearly, you know, Nikki wasn't that good in bed. Um, (laughs) and again, like, let's be honest, he's willing to sell his entire life, but here he's having like, you know, epic surgery with, with Christian, the most fun he's had in his life. Oh, by the way, Christian, gonna leave now. Bye. Um, So, yeah. My, my my big point that I'm yet to make is still not coming, but (laughs) let's not forget what's just happened here. You and he says this is the most fun and, um, and all that kind of stuff. Cause yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're going to get to that, but yeah, it's a, it's a great scene, um, great surgery, and um, you know I think it really sells. And I do like how you kind of get home and you know, you, you, the thing of like Christian getting home and he's absolutely exhausted, and um, and who's there to meet him? But um, you know Colleen Eubanks, who's um, you know it's supposed to be having an appointment with with Kimber, and obviously that that really upsets upsets Christian. Um, and yeah, so one thing leads to another as it does with Christian. Um, but this is, this is, you know, one of those things where he's just trying to make a point really, you know, like it's, um, it's certainly not because he finds this woman attractive. It's, you know, he's trying to make a point that, oh, if she's going to do this, well, I'm, I'm going to screw her. You know, if she, if she is Kimber, then I'm going to screw her like she is. And I guess basically. if you, and I guess if you kind of cringe a little bit and think, oh God, Christian's doing a middle-aged housewife, this is unusual. You've got about two more episodes. <laughs> so we get to even someone even more different, but like, what a hard life for Christian Troy that he's got to make a point so he gets to have sex. Oh, poor yes. Christian. Um, but I, I do, one of my favourite moments of this entire episode, though, is when she's at the door and he answers it and she's just like, oh, I'm here for an appointment. Can I come in? And she, he's just like, nope. <laughs> just the way yeah. he says it. Just like he just yeah. doesn't give a shit. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, she's all being all sexy and then just, I love how, like, 
he like starts to get with her and then just the way he's kind of like she grabs her hand and puts it on his dick and she's kind of all like yeah. oh, oh this just leads in and starts making out with him can we just also forget the little fact here that okay christian's cheating this woman's married like this, yes. the whole reason why she's done this is because her husband's fucking a piece of plastic. So, like, yes. she's cheating on him. Like, you're doing this for love, and you're having sex with someone. Like, you're a horrible woman. Christian's fine. <laughs> she, she's a yep. horrible yep. woman. <laughs> I think they're both pretty horrible. If we're going to be yeah. honest, um, yeah. But I mean, it's a, it's a fun scene. It's nice to see Christian get back to that stuff that I think Classic he does really Christian. well. I do like. We've yeah. missed this. We haven't had this in a long time. Yeah, yeah. No, and it is good fun. I just like that some of the lines are really fun where he's kind of going on about, oh, you know, um, show me what you've learned type of thing is, is just quite funny, you know, and even <laughs> his body language is it's back to, yeah, it's kind of classic Christian. I so do, my I my favourite is, uh, do I kiss like her too? Better. Now let's better, see how yeah. you taste. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's straight out I'll of I'll try that line. It doesn't work, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we, we get back to Sean's place and um, Bob Gunton's here. I refuse to call him by his name in the, in the show. I can't remember what it is. And he's just Bob Gunton. Um, yeah, it's just like it's those actors, isn't it? It's like when Kevin Bacon shows up, he's always oh. going to be Kevin Bacon. God, um, how, can we just stop and think about how good Kevin Bacon would be in this show? That was a travesty. <laughs> like, I liked the following. It was a good show for two and a half seasons. But hashtag bring Kevin Bacon into a reboot of Nip Tuck. <laughs> yeah. We definitely have to talk about what a, what a reboot of Nip Tuck would look like when we get to the end of this, because the more I think about it, the more fascinating that idea gets to me. But, um, and, anyway. and the more we think about uh, it, the more realistic it's going to be, because, like, let's be honest, they're running out of shows to reboot, so... Yeah, it's not like all these actors are off doing something really big and important, <laughs> so, yeah, they're all available. Um, well, there's, actually, the there's, there's actually, just randomly to interrupt you there, just funnily enough, Julian McMahon's actually going to be in a new movie next year, an Australian movie. It's got Kylie Minogue in it, um, and it's kind of based around swingers in the 70s. And they released the first trailer for it recently. I can't remember what it's called, but um, it. And again, we're dating this episode because you know it's probably been released by the time we release this. But it actually looks quite funny. So remind me, I'll have to send that to you, and maybe we'll have to do a. You and I'll have to do a movie recap on that one. Sort of our first non Nip Tuck Julian Maman episode. Plus, it's got Kylie Minogue in it, so it sells it for me twice there. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I'm on board for that. It sounds pretty good. Um, yeah. So anyway, Bob Gunton's trying to. You know, we we get the the first thing we get is um is Nikki's there and and um. Um, she disappears fairly quickly so that, you know, um, Bob Gunton can, can have this kind of discussion with Sean um, about what this is really going to mean. And this is where we, you know, what we were talking about a little bit earlier around has Sean really thought through what the ramifications of this is going to be, you know, that he can't be a surgeon. Um, yeah, he, he's going to have to, you know, become like a UPS driver or whatever, you know, that's, and he's not going to be able to spin off. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, totally, yeah. Yep, just um, Sean McNamara, delivery boy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Punching all the people. <laughs> yeah, wakes up in the F3000 and, you know, we, we add all these shows together. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, again, Bob... Cunt, Bob... Why are we calling something else there? Bob Gunton, Ben. Guh. Not the C word. <laughs> it's not the first time I would have said that word on this show. Um, Bob Gunton, just again, playing off so perfectly because he's so right. And just, I love how he kind of like, he knows Sean doesn't know what he's doing. He so said the way he kind of just casually plays it, like, I'm going to burn your fingerprints off. And, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, you got to do this, you got to do that. And you can't say this. Can you say goodbye to someone forever? And all this sort of stuff. And, you know, he kind of sort of 
sort of implies here that he's going to have to say goodbye to someone forever, you know, be it his real family or fake Anne Hache family. And obviously, you know, with her watching them as well, it's like, ooh, you know, nerve-wracking. Um, but it's yeah. just like dumb they- Sean. Oh, medical, yeah, they- I can't use my medical license. Fuck off, Sean. <laughs> There's actually like a quite a, a, a cool little moment in this where when um, Nikki leaves and she kind of like gets up and, and looks at at Bob Gunton as she as she leaves and then right at the end of the scene you obviously she she's looking around the corner um and yeah I think that that's you know it, it's quite cool I think that they do that really well um that they're kind of selling that that she hasn't really fully explained what he's in for um maybe because she doesn't know or maybe she doesn't want him to know whatever it is but you know it's it's not entirely clear and I think that that's that's quite well done, I suppose. If I'm going to give this all the, this absolute horseshit of a storyline, <laughs> you know, any kind of credit, it's probably going to be in that, that little stuff, I think. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the last scene we will ever see with Anne Hayes and uh, Dylan Walsh together. Oh. oh, that's very sad. I know. Um, yeah, and then we, then we go back to Hannah, and it's um, post surgery, and they're taking the the bandages off, and everything's looking good at this point. Um, and, and the two mothers are there, and you know it's quite a touching moment, I guess. Um, to me, this all just feels like it should. This should have been more than it is, and I, I can't really put my finger on why. It just doesn't really feel as impactful as it maybe could have been. I, I don't know how you feel about it. I think it comes it down to, what? yeah. Sorry, I think it comes down to the fact that like when she has that line of like, it's her daughter too, and kind of like you see Christian's a little bit skeptical about letting her in, and like to me, it kind of feels like. I guess this is the moral implications, isn't it? That, you know, you put yourself in that situation where it's not just like your daughter died and she's got her kidneys off in, you know, Jenny, Jenny again, uh, on the other side of the world, you know, like this is legitimately your daughter's face on another person. So that's where the moral implications obviously come into it. Uh, And like, again, in real world, the real people who get face transplants, they don't actually look like the people they've gotten. Like, they're still like some resemblance, but it's, you know, it's a bit trickier than that. Um, but, like, I think kind of, like, I, I, to me, that's kind of what's missing, is it's sort of loosely implied and kind of briefly explored about what's going to happen here. But given that this, spoiler alert's going to fail in a few scenes' time, uh, it kind of can't really be explored anymore. And kind of, this is kind of going back to maybe your point where it's sort of, I, I swear it is mentioned, where they kind of loosely say, well, what's going to happen if this doesn't work? So, yeah, yeah I, I kind of see what your point is. It does definitely feel like something missing here. Well, I think probably the thing is is that they, I think they missed, like we talked about, they missed the opportunity to really play up the media aspect of this. But I also think they they don't play up a lot on the mothers. You know, you get this one scene here. But it should have really been like all the stuff around this face transplant is really the surgery scenes. Um, and we don't really get a lot of the impact. Like, yeah, at the end, obviously, we don't get the impact on, on the mother of the fact that this has failed. Um, so all of this just feels like it's for naught at the end of it. Um, and we don't get the payoff of what that means for the parents, you know, like uh, that's where it feels like it's been a bit missed, really. Like, it's almost like they just they chicken out on on really following through with what you know what kind of a, a sucker punch this would be to to the mother to kind of go through or both mothers to kind of go through all this and then it ends up failing anyway yeah no it's a good point i completely agree yeah. nick yep and then we move into you know sean has turned up at julia's place she's uh, busy <laughs> she's off to work um and uh yeah they, as, as we mentioned earlier um <laughs> You know, he, I'm not entirely sure what he's up to here, but, uh, yeah, basically he's forgotten about Annie's play. 
I think this is this just he's trying to loosely say goodbye. And is Annie still here? No, Matt took her to rehearsal. Oh, convenience. The one time he cares about his daughter, she's not even there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a shocker. Um, yeah, it's a, again, it's an, a, another little bit of a um, a flat scene, I think. Um, and you know, this to me, this would. Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll play my hand here. Basically, like the next, you know, we've got a couple of scenes, but we get he gets back and Nicky's left and left him a note, basically saying, "Oh, this is the best for both of us." And so this whole storyline. All should have it should have ended in Sean having to make a decision, and it doesn't, and that's the problem with it. You know, like it need it needed to end with Sean realizing what he would have to be giving up to do this, and it's not worth it. And you know, he's got a family and he's got a life and he's got a practice, and all that means too much to him to give it up for these people. So he has to let them go, and they don't do that. They basically he walks in, and we really don't know if he was going to follow through or not. Um, because we're never given that option. It's, it ends up being Nikki leaves him, and I think it's just such a cop-out, and that's what makes this whole entire storyline a complete waste of time. Yeah, and, like, I'll have a question about that, because I don't necessarily... I mean, I, I, I think that's the right way this is, plays out, but there's an element to this which kind of, I think, is even left differently in terms of that note. Um, I just I just want to quickly say here, though, I love when Sean says... Uh, you know, like about Annie, you want to be there next uh, week, right? I wouldn't miss it for the world, except for this fake family that you're just running off with potentially. Yeah, like your yeah. visible daughter. I don't know if we're kind of lumping in here, kind of the end stuff here with uh with Nikki or that sort of stuff now. But like the way I kind of also slightly read into this with that note is that it's not like yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that's kind of what it's meant to be. But to me, it's also a case of oh, maybe this is that the creepy dude has written this note to pretend that it's, you know, oh, I've left you, but he's just killed them. Like, I don't know. Like, that's just kind of maybe my loose thing because, like, the way this is edited, the way we kind of we're meant to believe, like, oh, you know, shock horror, he's going to come home just as he's getting attacked. Um, Like, wh- where are they? Like, is that the FBI? Like, is that Sean's house? Uh, I guess kind yeah. of the questions would be, like, if this is Sean's house or this guy's clean up the blood or, like, he's just whatever and... You know, Austin's killed off screen. I'm so sad about that. Like, why can't we see him die on screen? Um, <laughs> but, like, and even just kind of, like, Sean busting into the room, like, <gasps> you know, like, why does he do that when he's at home by himself? Like, to me, this is them trying to play up the whole ending of season two, like, with the Carver, uh, which worked so brilliantly uh, on the cliffhanger of season two. But this just is a poor ripoff. And I know I've jumped ahead here to steal your thunder, but... Um, yeah, I mean, the only payoff the I like is the fact that it's creepy guy from the toilet, as I mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. But, Cooper. yeah, <laughs> Bradley Cooper. Um, but, you know, I don't know, like, it's just, because, again, this is it. This is it from this scene. This is, we, since, when, as soon as Sean gets a phone call, it's like, Anne Hayes and Little Shit Austin never existed. Because we never yeah. hear, like, it's, again, we don't get the next episode me- mentioned. We get nothing. As you mentioned, like, it's a beautiful point you make about, like, we don't ultimately know what his decision is. Like, what did yeah, he decide? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't I know. Think, you know, like, I think we kind of go back to, you know, like that, that awesome stuff that we had with um, Megan in the first season. And, you know, a lot of that was Sean having to make some really, really hard decisions. Um, and you see him making those decisions and, you know, n- none of it's easy and it affects him. Um, and, you know, he, he is changed by that. And this all just feels like it was just a filler. Like, none of it mattered at all. It doesn't really change who Sean is. Um, it's not like it's an ongoing thing where he's constantly thinking about them. It's just, it's 
kind of done, you know. Like it's, yeah, it's just it's a really disappointing way. Like if you're gonna have this this big story arc, and you know, three episodes is is big to me. You know, like it, it's meaningful, and it needed to be more than this. It just it just yeah, it just fizzles out. Oh, it's terrible. Um, Could have done this in two episodes, maybe even one. Like they well, just to me, elongated too it, much. Like, yeah, and if you're going to do it this way, it should be none. Like it, it, it actually, you know, it's actually more damaging to have a stupid storyline that goes nowhere than it is to not have it at all. Um, you know, because if it doesn't change him, then what was the point of it really? That's that's the way I look at it anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. So we kind of come back anyway, and and we um we get the whole thing with um with Christian and, and Kimber comes in and says, yeah, I'm going to give up porn, but she, there's a prenup involved here which he's going to have to sign, um, which basically says that um he he can't cheat on her. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's the whole thing that that kind of ends this episode. Well, it doesn't end the episode, but it's kind of like the the button on on this episode, I suppose, that, you know, he's kind of got his way, but he's going to have to give up something as well. So, I mean, do, do you get much out of that scene? I mean... I, I like yeah. uh, kind of based on their relationship, the fact that she comes in, knows he's cheated, and kind of doesn't give a shit because it's just Christian. Um, yeah. So, I kind of like that, and it's kind of, it just sums up their relationship. And I do like their, um, their prenup, though, where she kind of says, like, Oh, but that also, you know, includes, uh, you know, threesomes. Uh, you know, I, I'm getting married. I don't want our sex life to die. Um, so, I mean, it's a nice little thing. And the thing kind of which is interesting about how this all will play out, because as I said, the next episode is the wedding episode. And kind of, you know, most time in TV shows when there's two major characters getting wedding, uh, weddinged, that's a new word now, uh, married. Like, there's a big lead up, you know, there's all preparation kind of, you're expecting it to be soon. But we legitimately see them get engaged. We get a prenup signed and, you know, this happening. And then we're straight into the wedding next episode. And kind of, it's it's weird that it feels rushed when we've just had three episodes of pointless FBI drama. But at the same time, it kind of works. Like, you kind of don't want this dragged out so much. You feel that Christian and Kimba are going to be a couple that gets married pretty quickly. Because isn't it um, last episode when Kimba sort of mentions to Christian's mum, but, oh, we've known each other forever. Um, so... Yeah, I, I like the prenup. I kind of like how it sort of plays out. And it's kind of a cute little moment, which he just says, you know, about the threesome and don't want to give up my sex life. So um, it's just, it feel, the thing I'll say, it does feel a bit strange in this episode. It kind of like Christian's kind of got all these things going on for him this episode. But, oh, I want Sean back. Oh, we don't want to do the facial transplant. Oh, and Kimber and I are doing this other one. I don't know. But, like, yeah, it's it's kind of, yeah, it's a nice little scene. Yeah, and I think probably you're right. Is that it is kind of setting up, um, you know, kind of what's what's going to happen next. It's um, yeah, so it, it's kind of leading us into the next little part of this this story. But yeah, then we get the, the kind of scene that we've already talked about, where where Christian comes home, and um, so it's interesting that you kind of read that as that this guy came back and and he and he killed them because I don't necessarily I think it's left a little bit ambiguous that that could potentially just be something in Sean's mind um so I mean am I missing something is there is there definitely a tell there that that actually happened I've never thought about it that way uh Nick that's a that's a valid point um yeah I've never thought about it that way I I just honestly thought this happens and that um you know he gets there and he's cleaned it up and he's written the note to make it seem like he's that she's done a runner on him so um but i mean it's kind of like 
I can definitely see your point there, and I, I guess kind of it raises the question, does Sean really ultimately give a shit about her? Because where's the scene of him calling up Bob Gunn? You know, like, oh, what happened? No, don't tell her I want to come. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's too late, Sean. She's already gone. You know what I mean? Like, I guess it's obviously done in an open-ended way, so you'll interpret it that way, I'll interpret it that way, and kind of going back to what, like, an episode or two ago where we're mentioning about how they're not spelling it out for us. So, um... Yeah, I never thought about it that way, Nick, actually, but it makes complete sense now that you say it that way. So there you go. That's how that's how minds work differently, people, New Zealanders and Australians. Well, I guess probably the way that, the thing that made me think about it that way is that it's kind of intercut with him coming home and, you know, he kind of like bursts through the door and it kind of like feels to me that it's something in his mind as opposed to something that happened. But yeah, I think it is left ambiguous. You know, I, I was just wondering if I had missed something that had, that was a tell. So I'm glad I hadn't. Um, but anyway, we kind of, and my bigger point is that it actually doesn't matter because yeah, well, it doesn't, you know, actually, we, we don't yeah, see anything it, it, more of this. So who cares? We can, there you go. Nick thinks one way, I think the other, you the listener probably think a different way. Who gives a shit? We're never going to hear Yeah, The storyline's over with. Woo. <laughs> yeah, totally. So that's that's the disappointing part. But um, yeah, and then obviously the, the the final scene on this thing is that you know Sean gets a phone call and um, the transplant has failed, which we talked a little bit about before. Um, and the makeup here is pretty impressive. You know, when it shows like this kind of gangrene type face thing, it's yeah, it's pretty pretty Brian good, Dixon. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, it was a mouldy dimson. I don't know, but anyway, um, yeah. It's, so I mean, it's it's a bit of a, a, a shitty way to end the episode, um, and especially like I say, I think it probably needed a little bit of payoff um, from the from the families, um, which you don't get, um, which is becoming a bit of a theme. When I think think back to that Ben White episode a couple a couple of goes, same thing is that we, we kind of needed the payoff of the the family or, or the people involved, and you don't get it. So, yeah, I mean, that is a little bit disappointing. Um, but at the same time, I think it's it's it, it feels like the right way to end this episode. Uh, I don't know. I, I was I think I'd maybe disagree with that. I think maybe just get one scene too many. End this episode on Sean with the note sitting on the couch. That's it. End it, you know, a bit open-ended with this facial transplant surgery of kind of going back to where she's like, it's our daughter too. Kind of that's sort of like the typical nip-tuck sort of, you know, non-happy ending to it in a way. Um, and maybe they can't really do that because, again, if this was a successful facial transplant, they're going to be, you know, mega superstar celebrity yeah, surgeons. That's the so problem, yeah. maybe. But, again, they kind of ignore the media aspect of this anyway, so you can probably get away with it. So, I mean, it's it's a, it's an interesting, and I like kind of how it's edited at the end where we've got like the, the beep, Beep, and we kind of get the zoom yeah. in and it fades out. I like that. But yeah. I don't yeah. know. I just I think this would it would still be effective if you ended it, Sean, on the couch. We leave it a bit open-ended with the mother and, you know, she's my daughter too. Uh, and then you could still end it that way as well. So, I mean, again, who knows? Like, this could have been an alternative ending, again, with all the scenes that are filmed with this that obviously made the cut. But given that this is a 55-minute episode as opposed to, like, a 42-minute episode, um, yeah, who knows? But, yeah. This episode's yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it just leaves us really to, to rate this episode. So, um, I might, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to get your thoughts on this first. So, in terms of a buy it or rent it or bin it, where, where are you fitting on this one? Yeah. Um, Clearly not a buy. Let's no, God, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not spending my money on this. Um, I think I'm going to have to bin it. I just, I. I just can't find, like, I, I kind of like the, the Kimber Christian, like, it's fun, it's light, it's you know, typical Christian, we're back to that. We get, you know, the, the Kimber Christian sort of payoff with the prenup and sort of leading us into next week. But it's, 
I just don't, like, I think kind of the way we've kind of even were discussing the ending, like, whether or not that's the deliberate way they've done. I mean, we hope it's deliberate. It could just be lazy storytelling, you know, like, mm. and there's a few lazy elements to it. So, yeah, I'm bid. This is the first double bid uh, in terms of, in a row. Uh, obviously, we've been, yeah, yeah so this is the first time I've ever been two nip tucks in a row. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm bidding it. Rough stuff. So um, I, I kind of want to talk about the, the good things about this episode because um, um, there's no there's well there's next to no Julia so I'm happy about that. <laughs> uh, so, but I, I, when I say that there's none of the stupid spa stuff, so I'm I'm pleased about that. Um, I think it's kind of tight in terms of we don't have lots of extra characters that we don't need. Um, so I think that that's quite good. Um, and I you know I like that we've got Sean and Christian back operating together. I think that that's cool. Um, for me, I think that this should be a massive story, you know, basically the surgery, and it isn't. So I think they underplay that. Um, but ultimately what this comes down to for me is this is, this is the resolution to a few story arcs coming together in this episode. So it's obviously the end of the kind of um, Sean and Nikki stuff that we've had for three episodes, but it's also kind of starting to wrap up the um, the in a way, the, the kind of Quentin versus Christian stuff, um, because we're now going to start to see Sean come back into the story a little bit more. So the two of them kind of one-on-one is kind of starting to come to an end in this episode too. So this should be starting to tie a few things up. So you've got to weigh up the episode based on that. And so for me, it has to be a bin because it, it's just it's wow. unsatisfying. It's just so unsatisfying on so many levels that you've just got the stuff that really like... Quite honestly, the last three episodes could almost not have happened. Um, and, you know, you could pick up, you know, we could be picking this up, um, you know, three episodes ago, um, go into the next episode, and you've really not missed very much. So, you know, if you were out of the country at the time that these episodes first aired, you're on holiday, um, you're probably not scratching around on some dodgy lime wire or whatever to find these, um, like you would have had to in 2005. Um, you probably don't need to see these at all, really. That's that's ultimately what it comes down to. So, yeah, it sucks. I don't want to be binning these episodes, but but I have to at this point, I think. New record. Five in a row for both of us without a buy, and five, five uh, in a row in terms of three bins and two rents you and i have both been the last two we sort of flipped around our bins from granville trap and frank and laura but i mean again ben white was very nearly a bin too so um (laughs) yeah um i mean i can guarantee you that in the next three episodes there's at least one bin to come uh but you know i i like the next episode and i like the episode that follows so i there's a high chance that a bin uh sorry a buy might return in at least the next two um so yeah well, I think for me is that we start to get back into, like, I think one thing we've both kind of agreed on is that, um, you know, John Hensley's done some of his best work in this season. Um, you know, we're really starting to get some some interesting stuff here um, with him. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, because he's obviously coming back into the next episode, um, you know, and the wedding stuff is going to be, it's going to be fun, I think. Um, oh, so I, snow. Oh. Yeah, so I think I think he's actually a lot <laughs> like in these next few episodes. Um, so I don't want to I don't want to get too down because yeah, like I think I said earlier on, I I think we're kind of yeah, it's not going to be a straight line up again, but I think we're I think we're at the bottom and for 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 the time being anyway. Um, you know, I don't think we're going to get this low for such a long time again for <laughs> three a more while, episodes. So. <clears throat> Excuse me, um. <laughs> but but yeah, but I think I think yeah, I think we're alluding to the fact that there is a not a great episode coming up, but it's probably a once-off because then we start to head into the final straight for the season. Um, 
And, you know, so I think one bad episode's fine. I think it's when you start getting back-to-back bad episodes like we've had that you can start to get a bit demoralised. And I don't think we're going to get that again for a little while. So um, have no fear. You know, there's going to be the odd bad episode, but I think we are generally heading in the right direction again after this one. Yeah, and I agree with everything you said because I think the important thing to note with a lot of what's happening now with the remainder, I mean, we're obviously past halfway point. We're kind of this difficult middle section of Season 3 and kind of, you know, we talked about the beginning how Season 3 was a sort of a different one and kind of, you know, we've got the way we have. But, like, yeah, I mean, our next two episodes are solid nip-tuck episodes. The one after that, maybe the worst episode of nip-tuck in the history of nip-tuck. The one after that, it's okay, it's weird. It's weird. Very good point. But then our final two episodes, I think, kind of you really kind of get into how you would expect a, a Nip Tuck season to end. And I will stand by the fact that the finale of this season might be the second best finale of Nip Tuck. Uh, it might sort of, in terms of if you were to rank the finale separately, to me, I might only rank it just behind uh, season two's finale. I, I think the finale of this season might actually be better than the season one finale. Um, and kind of moving forward with what we'll get for season four, five, if you count that as sort of a whichever part you want to consider that as a finale. I just go with the overall season, not the weird middle cliffhanger. Um, yeah, I, I, I would maybe argue on a grand scheme of things, the finale of this season is is arguably top two of this entire season, so of this entire series. So, yes, yeah, st- stick with season three. Again, it's kind of, you know, it's <laughs> we've got at least one in terrible bad egg to come, possibly a second. I don't know how I feel when we get to that episode. It's weird, as Nick said, but, um, you know, we've at least, I'd say more than 50% of the remaining episodes are good. <laughs> well, I think probably um, for, for the purposes of us doing a podcast, I think um, good might not be the right word, but interesting is definitely the right word. I think there is, you know, I think that there is plenty to talk about as we go forwards, and, and that's all you can ask for, really. You know, um, if you want to, if you want to watch a show that's only got stellar episodes the whole way through, then then good luck to you because you're never going to find a TV show that is brilliant from episode one to final episode. That's just not how things happen. Um, every show has has bumps in the road and, and we're going through one for sure um but I, you know i think that there's still heaps to talk about so yeah that that keeps me excited because yeah it, it's always fun as long as there's something interesting that we can get our teeth into I agree completely and it's kind of like obviously we've chosen these shows that we're doing because for the most part uh we're big fans of these shows obviously you know third watch to me is my favorite show of all time nick tucks in my top five favorite shows of all time and lost Noah likes it. Um, no, I like Lost too. Um, but you know, and it's, it's it's exactly what you said. Like it's even to me, Third Watch to me is my favorite, and I would argue one of the best shows of all time, even though nobody ever watched it. But there are definitely some bad episodes of Third Watch. Just like I love this show to death. I love Nip Tuck, and I would probably watch these bad episodes that we've just binned of Nip Tuck over a lot of other shows. You know, because it's still to me such a great show that in terms of order and rewatching, I'm still going to watch it. So, yeah, like, and we don't want to come here in the Oz Network and just be like, oh, we love Nip Tuck, every episode's the best thing ever. Oh, this is such a good episode. We want to be fair and, you know, be critical and that even, you know, favourite things that you're not going to like. If your favourite food's chicken, there's going to be days where you don't want to eat chicken because you don't feel like it. So, (laughs) that's a very bad reference, Ben. I don't know where I got that from, but anyway. Chicken and Nip Tuck. Not two things I would have put together normally, but... uh... (laughs) Why not? Yeah, you, I've been to your house, Nick. You haven't been to my house, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was. No, well, I think, yeah, cool. 
awkward way to end that joke, but uh, that's yeah. the, the last well, few episodes of Nip Tuck sums it up pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would, I would say so. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, make sure you're uh, you're rating us on iTunes. Um, always interested to get your feedback and uh, follow us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, or is it the other way around? I can never remember. The way around. Um, <laughs> but uh, that that doesn't matter. You get the you get the general point. But uh, no, it's it's uh, regardless of what we watch, and it's been fun to talk about it all the same. So um, looking forward to coming back and uh, talking about Madison Berg next time round. But uh, uh, for right now, um, I've been Nick, and uh, with you, my love, it's always like a rock. <laughs> and my name is Ben. And I'm just going to go see how I taste. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.